here they come. They're riding fast, they're riding hard. It's time for excitement and adventure in the modern West with Bobby Benson and the BRV Riders. And out of course today, Riders broken down Cayuse Mabel. It's that bull-legged buckaroo, Windy Whale. different adventure, Cyrano Wales. Throughout the past two centuries, the annals of mankind have reported with pride on the character, the courage, the determination of our men of the West. But of all the great men who make up the heritage of the West, surely none can surpass the men who even now is slowly, confidently riding down the main street of Texas City his mind is fixed on the vitally important demanding test before him. Now, let's see. Did Tia Maria tell me to get two dozen eggs and one head of lettuce? Or was it two dozen heads and one egg? Oh, maybe she oughtn't to give me a hard job like this. Yes, it's that rider of the tall corn, Wendy Wells. But even now, his senses are alert. And suddenly, he reins in his horse, his keen eyes taking in the dramatic scene before him. There, before his eyes, he sees a man and a woman. The woman holds a printed sheet of paper against the building. The man, with deliberate intent, is brandishing a hammer in one hand as he holds out a nail with the other. And with his uncanny deductive power, Wendy immediately deduces that they're putting up a sign. Oh, what a break! Say, what you doing, mister? Posting a sign? How did you ever guess? Uh, well, it wasn't hard. I guess I'm just quick that way. Let's see what it says. Don't tell me this and read. Hear ye all citizens of Kansas City. This is to announce the formation of the Shakespeare Dramatic Group. The name is Shakespeare. Surely even you have heard of him. Oh, sure. <laughs> He's the one they call the part of Avon. Sure, I reckon everybody's here to him. <laughs> Why, he wrote more good plays than you could shake a spear at. Did <laughs> you get that? I said, shake a spear at. <laughs> That there's a joke. <laughs> this is too much. Now see here, you illiterate imbecile. Uh, Rodney, Rodney, uh, uh, you uh, you mustn't mind, Rodney, Mister. Uh, I don't believe I caught your name. Oh, it's Wales, ma'am. Walter Wellington Wales, but most of my friends call me Wendy. Well, I'm very pleased to meet you. Well, you. I'm Ann Tomlinson, and this is Romney Trent. Oh, you're the actress that's going to put on this here show, huh? Ah, that's right, Mr. Wales. We're hoping to put on a performance here with the help of local talent, and, of course, with all proceeds going to a worthy charity. They are very worthy ones. Well, now, that sounds like a real good cause. And if you folks are looking for local talent... <laughs> Well, I, I'm available. <gasps> oh, oh, thank you, Mr. Wells. We'll appreciate any help you can give us, won't we, Rodney? Um, and if you're interested, Mr. Wells, the tryouts are at 11 tomorrow morning. We'll be glad to have you. You mean for an acting part? Uh-huh. Well, doggone. You know, I think I'll take you up on that. Yes, sir, you are. Why, who knows? I might be another Shirley Temple. <laughs> Wendy Wales, actor. Well, this I'll have to see. 
But now, don't be too sure. It'll be just fun and merriment. No, sir. There's something about those two supposed actors that... Uh... Well, I just suggest you keep listening when we continue this different adventure in the West in just a few moments. But now, let's get back to the Bebobby Riders and more of today's very different adventure here in Wales. <laughs> It's now the morning of the day when Rodney Trent and Ann Tomlinson are going to hold auditions among the local talents of Texas City for parts in the play they're going to produce. And on the B-Bar-B, limbering up for the contest ahead, we find that promising thespian, you'll promise anything to get a part, Windy Wales, orating like Demosthenes before a very critical lot. Doggone it all, Mabel. Get your head out of that tea drop and pay attention. How am I ever going to get to lead in that play if I don't practice? Now, you just listen while I read this part. <clears throat> to be or not to be? That is the question? I mean, that is the question. I mean, that is the... <laughs> Cut it out, Mabel. Doggone, where do you get off giving me the first laugh? I suppose you think you could do better. Well, I probably could if I weren't a horse. Well, that's a likely story. Oh, gosh, Mabel, did that come out of you? <laughs> oh, doggone it all. I see you, Waco. You and your darned imitation. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, well, what I want to know is what's all this orating about. Just what sort of foolishness are you up to now, Wendy? It ain't no foolishness at all, and it ain't none of your business. Oh, well, I reckon I could ask Irish about it. Oh, my gosh, no. It's all gone. Whatever happens, he mustn't know nothing about it. Well, then you better tell me. But, oh, doggone it. Come on, Wendy. Well, you heard about the show we're going to have here in Texas City? Oh, you mean the one this year Rodney Trent is rigging up? Oh, sure. But I can't say I'm interested, uh, not when they're asking $10 a ticket. Well, heck, it ain't like they're asking it for themselves. All the money's going to charity. Well, maybe so, but I can't see any play being worth that kind of money. Even if you can see the greatest new actor of the century? And who might that be? <laughs> me. You. Yep, me. <laughs> going down there in just a little while to audition. <laughs> they ain't blind. Oh, I see. They're doing a horse act. Yeah, and there ain't another horse around. But... Now, wait a minute, doggone. Cut that out. Right? Uh-oh. Wait a second. Here comes Irish. Oh, boy. Wait till he hears about this. He ain't <laughs> going to hear about it. I'm warning you, wait till you keep your mouth shut about this or... Or what? Well, I ain't figured that out yet, but you just better not. Better not do what you mean. Why, uh, he better not... Hello, Irish. The Indian is what he went to. Me? <laughs> Well, not a thing. Where'd you ever get the idea that I was up to something? <laughs> well, you're acting mighty peculiar. Come on, Wendy. Hey, Pop. Now, cut that out. You treat me like I was an infant or something. Oh, no. <laughs> an infant at least to learn as it grows up, but you'll never learn. Is that so? Well, now I ain't never going to tell you. I'll find out. The heck you will. You ain't going to find out nothing because I ain't going to tell you one word about my auditioning for a part in that play they're putting on. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> You're trying to get a part from that play. <laughs> oh, me. Irish, who told you? All right, all right. Let's go down now, everyone. Oh, I told him that he wanted to shoot me. Well! Uh-huh. I mean you too, now. Sit down. <laughs> all right, now. As you know, we're here to audition for parts in the play we're going to put up. Uh, first, I'd like to tell you a bit about the play. What play? 
But play we're going to put our new numbskull. New numbskull? I, I don't think I ever heard of that play. Uh, who is it? Perhaps you better let me explain it, Rodney. Uh, Mr. Wales, the play we've chosen to do is Cyrano de Bergerac by Edmund Rothstein. Well, I want to play him, man. But you? You say Cyrano. Well, okay, I'll do it if you insist. There's no such thing. I shall play Cyrano, you idiot. Ron, get hold of yourself. Mr. Wales, you must understand that Cyrano is a very exacting part. He was a great man, a swordsman, poet, philosopher. Well, <laughs> sucks it'll be even easier with a character part like that. Oh, no. Uh, uh, so so do, I, do I get the part? So, uh, uh, Mr. Wales, we can't decide who will do what parts until we've heard you all audition. Now, you'll all have a chance to read in a moment, but first, let me explain the play. Now, as I said... Cyrano was a truly heroic figure, but because of his absurdly large nose. <laughs> All right now, Mr. Wells, we're ready to hear you. Well, it's about time. Duck, I was beginning to think you forgot me. We, uh, fired. Oh, why not at all, Mr. Wells. You were just saving the best for last. Oh? <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, all right, Rodney, suppose you go ahead. I have the strength. Very well, Mr. Wales. <clears throat> suppose we start with your diction. Uh, oh, yes. Now, just repeat after me, Mr. Wales. How now, brown cow? Are, uh, are you feeling all right, Mr. Kent? My name is Trent, not Trent, and I'm feeling quite all right. Now, just repeat what I said. How no brown cows. Oh, but we ain't even got no brown cows. We got some red and white herpers and some black angus. Oh, look here, you bull-legged buffoon. You trying to make a fool of me? Well, I, I don't think so. Well, you are. Rodney, uh, perhaps it would be better if I took over. Now, Mr. Wales, I think we can get right on to the actual audition. Now, here's a part of the play where Cyrano makes love to Roxanne. You read Cyrano, and I'll read Roxanne. All right. Now it begins when Roxanne says to Cyrano, Your words tonight hesitate. Why? <clears throat> Through the warm summer gloom, they grope in darkness toward the light of you. Immortal bond, forgive us. That's a statement, Mr. Wales, not a question mark. Oh, so it is. Let's go on. My words, well aimed, find you more readily. Oh, sorry, Peter. <laughs> my heart is open wide and waits for them. Uh, my words fly home, heavy with honey, like them there returning bees to your... Oh, no, this is too much. I can't stand it. <laughs> I tell you, I can't stand it. Well, doggone, now, he's just all broke up with emotion. I'll be darned if I thought I was that good. Good? Why, you're... You're superb, Mr. Wells. I am? Uh, in fact, in fact, you're so good that we couldn't give you any part less than the lead. So we're going to do just that. You'll be Mr. Kent's understudy. Uh, but who's this here understudy, Castor? I, I don't remember hearing about him. Oh, being an understudy, Mr. Wales, is a very important part. It means that you have to learn all of the lead's part and be ready if Mr. Trent should become sick or anything. Oh, and do you figure on getting sick, Mr. Trent? I shouldn't be at all surprised. Uh, so uh, we'll give you a copy of the play, Mr. Wales, and you just go home and study it. Here. Well, thank you. Oh, uh, and Mr. Wales, now that you have an important part, 
you will do everything you can to see that we get a good attendance for our little play, won't you? Well, I, I'll see that that theater is packed. If I have to corral the township and gunpoint, that's just for me. I felt sure we could, Mr. Wells. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> and, my dear, I have to hand it to you. That fool will probably double the take for us. Thanks. <laughs> yes, another beautiful angle to this, Rodney. If I know our friend Wales, by the time he gets done bragging, he'll have people believing that this whole play is his idea. Yes, he might at that. He will. Which means that when we skip town with the proceeds, who'll be left holding the bag? Why, the great. Yes, he and himself. Here and all. Well. Oh, it looks as though poor Wendy has opened his mouth too wide again and put his own foot right in it. You know, if these two swindlers succeed in their plans, Wendy may have some explaining to do that will be difficult even for him. But to find out, all we can do is keep listening when we continue this very different adventure in the West in just a few minutes. But now let's get back to the B-Bobby Riders and more of today's very unusual adventure, Cyrano Wales. Well, it's now the day of the show as Wendy prepares to leave for town. Oh, run it now. Behave yourself, Mabel. You don't know what a lucky horse you are. You ought to appreciate having a great actor like me ride you. <laughs> All right, then. No respect. Why, when I get out on that stair stage... You mean if you get out on that stage, don't you? Now, don't run an ass. You're going to start that stuff again. You know you're just jealous because you couldn't get a part. Eh, what do you mean? I should have had a part if I'd been fool enough to want one. Oh, the heck you could. Aside from the fact that you can't act. In your opinion. And the fact that you got a face like an unmade bed. Now, just a minute, you contradiction to the survival of the fittest. If you think hey, for one moment... Here, you... fellas, uh, what's all the arguing about? Oh, it ain't nothing really, Waco. I just won't admit what a blessing I'm going to be to the American theater. Oh. The only blessing you pipe clean the hamlet is that you'll never get on that stage. Is that so? That remark just goes to show how much you know. Ain't I Mr. Trent's understudy? You may be Mr. Trent's understudy, but that doesn't mean you get on the stage. Not unless you get sick. Well, and lucky, I hope, I hope that doesn't seem likely. Oh, don't be too sure of that. Huh? Well, what do you mean, Wendy? I said what you heard. Rody, don't tell me you're going to try to poison him or something. Oh, nothing so obvious as that. <laughs> I'm handling this problem by using psychology. By <laughs> using what? Psychology. Power suggestion. I've already started working on him real subtle-like to make him think that he's sick. And you just wait and see. By the time that curtain's ready to go up tonight, I'll have him thinking he's so sick, he'll beg me to play the part. Forty-five hundred, forty-six hundred. Oh, and just look at all this beautiful money. <laughs> I'd never believe we could get so much from a bunch of corn-fed cowboys. Even cowboys are suckers for a charity appeal. The theater outside will be jammed to the rafters. Yes, it's almost a shame to forsake such an audience. Well, you'd better forsake them. You'll find yourself a cook hand. The instant that curtain goes up, we're leaving town but fast. We'll let our friend Wales do all the explaining. Yes, that's the one bright spot left. You don't know what I've been going through with that stage-struck simple. And every time he sees me, he starts telling me how sick <laughs> I look. 
wants to be sure of replacing you. Well, of course, but he's so obvious. So help me, the next time he tries it, I'm going to give him a taste of his own medicine. Well, just don't do too good a job. We'll need him to replace you while we make our getaway. No, but I... Where are you in there? Oh, oh uh, yeah, just a second, Wendy. Get that money out of sight or you may suspect something. That fool. Even fools can talk and we can't take chances. Well, very well. And I'll stop it in this booth over here. No one will think of looking in there. Just as long as it's out of sight. Already now? Yeah. Well, then. All right, Mr. Wales. Come on in. Hey, what time here? The closed door. And why'd you take so long to let me in? Well, uh, to Well, here I am, Paula. Have a look. Mr. Wayne, you weren't supposed to put all of that on at once. 
Those are three costume changes to be worn at separate times. Well, heck, why bother changing? This way I can keep right on and going. When you're looking so absurd, so uh, Never mind, so At least we won't have to watch him. Uh, now, uh, uh, Wendy, you're sure you know your lines? I know him like I know my own name. Uh, what is your name? Why, oh. uh, uh, now, don't nobody touch Oh, Robbie, you stop it. having time. Now, Wendy, go take your position on the stage. Righto. Well, here I go. I'm sure of. All right, you men over there. Raise the curtain as soon as he's in position. Yes, yes, Rod, let's get going. You'll pick up the money, and then... The money? Huh? Oh, my goodness. Where's the money? Well, it's still in that book where I hid it, only... Look. Huh? Look there on the stage. Oh, where else is wearing it? I've got to get it. What? Oh, no, 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 wait. Too late, Rod. The curtain's going up. It's too late, Rod. Too late. I can't stand it. Let's forget the money. Let them have it. But let's get away. I can't take this. We're not leaving without that money. Look what he's doing to Serrano. Why, he's already fallen off the stage three times, and he's also wrecked the scenery. He's turned the most beautiful play of all written into a pile. We're still not leaving without that money. Oh, there must be some way to get him off stage so we can get the money out of his boots. No, but how? There's no way. Wait. Oh, no, Rod. No, you can't shoot him. Kill him later if you want, but not on stage. I'm not going to shoot him, but if... What are those handbags hanging above the stage, the ones used as counterweights? What? The one with a fall on him. Rod, that's the answer. What are you waiting for? You can cut the bag loose, Anne. As soon as he's knocked out, I'll carry him to the dressing room where we can get the money. Oh, it has to work. It will work. All right, get ready to drop the handbag. Yeah. I'll be right behind Wales. Ready to In a word, I'm too proud to be a parasite. That is. And if I lack the germ that grows towering to heaven like the mountain pine, or like the oak sheltering the multitude, I stand not high, it may Tell be. Tell a Not high, it may be, but alone. Why, <clears throat> that ham. He wouldn't pass out till he'd finished his life. All right, then. We did it. Now let's get into the dressing room before the crowd gets here. Come on. So poor Wendy has been knocked out by a sandbag in his hour of glory. But has he been seriously hurt? And will the two swindlers get away with the money? Well, to find out, you keep listening when we bring you the climax to this very unusual adventure in just a moment. Now let's get back to the B. Bobby Riders and the climax of today's very different adventure, Cyrano Wales. Glory be, Waco. That sandbag hit poor Wendy right in the head. Ernie, do you think somebody did it on purpose? I don't know, but I'm sure it's heck's going to find out. Come on, we're going back to the dressing room to see Wendy. Yes, yes, in an effort to get the stolen money hidden in a boot Wendy was wearing, the two swindlers, Ann Tomlinson and Rodney Trent, dropped a sandbag on Wendy while he was on stage. And now that they've gotten into the dressing room, they're trying desperately to get the boot off before anyone interrupts them. Oh, please, hurry, Rod. Pull that boot off him. Why didn't he down too tight? I can't seem to get it off. Oh, good. 
Now get the money and let's go. You might come through any second. Hey, Dad, I'll just put him to sleep again and maybe permanently. Oh, didn't talk. It's all your fault that we're in this mess. You weren't such a stupid fool. Oh, no, what? I won't take that kind of talk from anyone. Let's go with me, Rod. Let's go. Hey, Dad, what have you said? Oh, Mark. Well, you come through. I warn you, young villain. Unhand my fair Sandy, or you shall feel the teeth of my sword. Hey, put that sword away. Who do you think you are? I know who I am. Fair enough. Where he can rest. This little boy's had a very busy day. Oh, oh, oh. 